do you want to give yourself nightmares? Crazy baloney. And get it out. Gonna crack something. And it did to clowns. What, well, you know. And he falls down the well properly. Quick, let's get out of here before someone sees us. Why is it funny when someone gets shot in the head? Oh my gosh, it's a clown in the face. Alright, hello, hello, I'm Brad DJ and this is Beast Movie Reviews, a podcast where I talk about movies, mainly scary ones, and all the things I find funny about them, because yes, horror, scary movies are funny. They are. I mean, just, have you watched one recently? Of course they're funny. And it, well, <clears throat> hang on, sometimes I get off topic, of course, and mention other movies or other little moments, stories of my own life experience that may relate or not, I don't know. Don't forget to follow and subscribe. Just go to braddj.com. That's B-R-A-D-D-J.com. Beast Movie Reviews. Beast Movie Reviews. Beast Movie Reviews. Because mainly, I think scary ones aren't that scary. They can be quite funny. Kind of like, huh, that person just lost their head. That person lost their head too. That's two people that's lost their heads. What are you losing your head for? Alright, hello, welcome back to Beast Movie Reviews. I am Brad DJ and in this episode we're talking, well, I'm talking to you about the movie It. And that's it from 2017. I've got to mention that I haven't actually seen the 1990s Tim Curry TV series or TV mini-movie of It, or have I ever read the Stephen King novel It? Because, like, you know, I do like scary movies, but I'm not going to, like, give myself absolute horrific nightmares. So, no, I'm not going to read It. Plus, I don't really do much reading. I, um, I, I, I watch instead. But no, I haven't seen the 1990s version and I haven't read the book. So I'm pretty much going in it knowing what it was. I mean, I knew what it was before seeing the movie It. I knew about the Tim Curry It back in the days. And I don't really know why I didn't watch it. I think I didn't watch it because when I found out what it kind of was, like, you know, later, I kind of thought it was silly. Well, like even like looking at the clown makeup of Tim Curry, it looks kind of a bit weird. And I think it was a long, it goes for a long time. I actually have, I think I might have actually re- recently purchased it on DVD to watch. Like I, I, I will watch it eventually. And it did to clowns what, you know, Jaws did to sharks. Made clowns really scary. But I'm just going to talk to you about the 2017 It. Man, I love this movie. I love this for the same reason why I love all my horror movies, that, like The Conjuring. So The Conjuring movies and The Sleepy Hollow, I just love the the feel of this movie, just the, just the, like the f- cinema photography of it, and the music. I love the music to this movie. It kind of like I checked out the guy that the composer. I don't know his name, but I did have a look at him. He's not. He has done a few movies that are known. I forget what they are. In fact, let me. You know, I'm just going to look up right now on IMBD. I saw some information, and I was going to run through what he has done. So the composer to the music is a Benjamin... Man, how do you say that last name? Man, if I had glasses, I might be able to read it. Well, well, fish, well, fish. Benjamin, you know what, Benny. 
Benny. And his other movies that he's done uh, were Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat, the 2021 version. He's done The Invisible Man, which I have not seen either. I mean, I haven't actually seen a lot of his movies that he's done. He did, wait, he's helped out a little bit with Shazam. He didn't actually do it. And he did additional music for Super Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice. But the movie, the music to this movie is so cool. And the fact it kind of feels like you're watching like a kid's movie. Like Jumanji or The Goonies. But it has a little bit of a like, twist to it. A little bit of an eerie kind of feeling. But it's there's no real scary percussion kind of banging and intense stuff. It's just... It's got, it's got a piano in it, which is I love. It's just really eerie. It's like just watching like a Disney family movie that's a little bit eerie. And you're like, what's going on? But I love that. And I also, I also like watching it because of the kids and the, what the kids do, right? And the kids go through their, their childhood in like a little gang. And this is probably why Stephen King wrote it. Because Stephen King wrote, you know, Stand By Me and It. And they all kind of involve... Oh, what, what was the other one? Uh, Dreamcatcher. And they all involve like, you know, kids together in like the little gang, the little group you know, when, they, when they're young. But I do remember reading that when he watched the adaption to Stand By Me, he was like crying and he like really enjoyed watching it. And it was like the best adaption of one of his books. Because, you, you know, when, when, you're, when you're young, you had your best friends and you had all those like things that you used to do. In fact, like when I was in primary school, late primary school, I actually had this kind of like a little club that I was, like, organizing. I guess I was, like, you know, the director of it. It was just me and two other mates. I think there was another mate. But you know what? He must have been the odd one out because I don't know his name. I won't mention the other actual two fellas, but I, mean, I, I won't. There were two other mates of mine, and we we had this like little club, and we used to meet at either my house or one of the other mates, which I lived, like, two streets away. And we would, like, put two bucks in every time we met. I mean, it was really weird. I don't know how much money we raised after to do... But we're going to use that money then to do things. I remember one time, as an, as an activity, we went to see Jumanji in the movies. Like, just by ourselves. So that our parents dropped us off and we went to go see Jumanji. And I remember... Oh, man, I remember this because of just how crazy insane one of my friends were. So I think it was only me and one mate. The other mate couldn't join. In fact, obviously, if we had, if there was three others and two mates couldn't join, you know, maybe there wasn't. Maybe there was just me and two others. So we were just, you know, three, a group of three. But we went to go see Jumanji. And I remember my friend was eager to show me his watch. This, like, brand new watch that was so cool they absolutely loved. And he wanted to show me this watch. By the way, the movie has started. Like, we're watching this movie. So he must, he must, he didn't remember to show me straight away. We watched, we watched the whole, the, you know, the previews and the ads or whatever. And then the movie was started. We're watching the movie. And then he was obviously just maybe just thinking about stuff because he wasn't focusing on the movie. And he had a realization, oh, my watch. Brad, you got to check out my watch. My awesome, cool watch. And it was so cool because it glowed in the dark. And the funny thing was he wanted to show me how it glowed. And I, I remember this because it just blew my mind. I didn't understand why. Why? I didn't understand why he was so eager to really show me how it glows. I mean, I can understand it glows green. You know, wow. But he was so... He so wanted to show me it glow that he was like, you know, oh, we need some light. Because I think he went to go put it... You know, there's like little little, little lights on the back of the chairs just to show you where you walk. He went down to go and try and light it up with that. 
And then he was like showing me, but it wasn't that good. So I was like, oh, you know, I'll be right back. And he left the cinema to go outside in the daylight to get his watch to charge up so he could show me. And I was just like, wait, wait, where's he, where's he going? Why are you watching a movie? Are you going to miss things? And I remember that because, like, why would you just walk out of a movie theater to go and charge your glow-in-the-dark watch up to show my mate who really wasn't that interested? I'm, you know, I'm pretty sure when he came back and showed me, my impression would have been like, wow, cool. You know, like, I'm watching Jumanji here. This is pretty intense and it's a good movie. You know, maybe I was like a bit going. Maybe I was like, you know, oh, we're supposed to be this club, you know, and you're just ruining it. You're ruining our, our experience of going out watching movies. Anyway, but, you know, speaking of actually uh, crazy friends, in fact, the other friend in my club, we were at a camp together. And this is a true story. This is absolutely true. This is absolutely true. I'm going to tell you this. And I remember this too because of just how insane it was. How insane! Like this, like one friend obviously wanted to leave the cinema to go charge his watch. To show me his glow-in-the-dark watch. I mean like, well, yeah, wow. Okay, but why would you leave the cinema? But this other mate, okay, we were at like a, a camp, a family camp. It was like a church group camp. No, a chant. It was like a church camp. So my family was there. His family was there. Like other families were there. Well, you know, there was like activities to do for kids and adults. And I remember one thing that we were doing together, we, we grabbed some tennis rackets and we went down to the tennis court to play some tennis because we both knew a bit about tennis in primary school. I think that's one of the sports I did when I was in primary school was tennis. And I must, so we went off and borrowed some tennis rackets from the, from the shed or the place and we went down to the court and it was, you know, it was just me and him because out of the other kids that were there in our church, you know, we were, I wasn't really like, you know, best mates with all of them. So just, you know, me and him would go down, you know, do some tennis. It was a bit of a walk down. It was like a walk down the hill to where the courts were. And it was just me and him on this court. There was no one else around, right? And we were playing tennis. And we must have only just started playing, right? I don't know how long, maybe five minutes into it. And this is absolutely true. He had to go to the toilet, you know, nothing major, just a number one, but you had to go to the toilet. And now, we're, we're in primary school, you know, I'm not just going to, I'm not just going to go pee out behind the bush, especially out of church group, in a church camp. But he mentioned he had to go to the toilet, and it's like, well, you know, let's just walk back up the hill to the toilet, fine. And he was like, no, no, it's okay. You know, you know, it's all right, I'll, I'll sort it out. And he, he... Decided to go to the toilet there. And you might be thinking, like, you might be thinking, yeah, okay, went to the toilet, fine. What's the big, what's the big issue here, Brad? No, he, he, so he wanted, he just, he didn't want to leave the tennis court because we were having, you know, obviously so much fun. Like five minutes, I don't know what we're doing, hitting the ball. But he wanted to stay there, and he didn't want the fact that he had to go to the toilet to ruin us playing tennis. So he decided to just we where he was, and now. I remember this, and it blows my mind, because what he did was he just stood there. He just stood where he was, holding on to his racket, and he's, he's actually holding on to his racket racket, his actual tennis racket. I'm not trying to, he's not holding on to anything else, just his racket, and he literally just goes. Yeah. Yeah. He, it's, that, it's, it started to come out 
from his pants. Just, you know, down his leg. Onto the ground. You know, mine blowing. I was like, what are you doing? And the fact that why are you peeing your pants for when we're on a church camp? I would not want to do that. I'd be so embarrassed. What would he do that for? And the second thing, you're a boy. You know, you can just go over to the corner and get it out and hold on to that racket and, you know, voila, you're not going to wet your pants. But what did he do? He just left it in and he, and he went. So obviously I felt like, well, maybe we should keep playing for another 15 or 10 minutes. I don't know. I might have already had enough. And after seeing him just wet his pants, I had enough already. But anyway, I mean, you know, that's not the best story, but I just remember that story because, like, why wouldn't you have just got it out? I don't know. I never actually asked him the reason why. You know, I, 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 maybe I should have been more of a, like, a dude, 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 like, I'm, I'll turn around, just get it out. No one's around. Mm, I don't know. But that was my primary school little group. And, you know, I had a little group in high school, right? Uh, I don't know. I don't know how many of my friends can remember this. But we had like this, it was like a dare, a dare, a dare club. It was me and two other mates. And, it was, well, I wasn't the crazy person to do all these crazy dares. And I had another mate that wasn't so crazy. And we decided that we were going to be the lookout. And But these other two fellas, they would like do these crazy dares. Like, you know, get up onto a roof on the school. I mean, like, I know, what were they thinking? Whatever. But was, I remember this one moment, we went for like a ride, a bush ride. And we went down to like the bush tracks. And we were riding around the dirt tracks. And we came across... Well, obviously on property, well, on someone's property, we came across a bunch of beehives. Now, I do regret what we did. And I, well, I didn't do it, but I was there, so I guess I was an accomplice. I, I do, I apologize to the people or the person that owns these bees, beehives. But what we dared one of our mates to do was to push one of them over. Because that would be funny. So, the crazy one... I won't say his name. I really won't, but I won't. We dared him to push the beehive over. So what he did, we were like standing way back, but we could see. And he went down, and then he pushed it over, and he ran away. The funny thing was, he didn't run away towards where we were. He ran the other way. I don't know why he did that for, but he ran the other way. Okay, so then we're on one side of the beehives, and he is by himself on the other side of all the beehives. And there's only like a track. I mean, like, if you went off track, you might be stepping on, like, I don't know, sharp sticks or a snake. I don't know. But he was on the other side, and we were on this side. And once he pushed it over, wow, did those bees get pissed off. I mean, they came out. They were swarming. They were just like, all over the place. And then, you know, he was on the other side. And then we're like, well, you know, quick, let's get out of here before someone sees us. I mean, obviously... I wouldn't have pushed the beehive over, but I'm pretty sure if I was on that side of the beehives and my mates were on the other side and on the other side of where my mates were, our bikes were, so to get from where I was to where the bikes are, you know, I wouldn't go through the bees. I would like go, I would find a way I would go around the bees because those bees are swarming and they are pissed, you know. Damn right they would be because, like, their house got pushed over. But what does he do? Yeah, you can already guess what he did. He just ran through. I guess he was thinking, if I run fast enough, 
The bees can't get me. Well, no. I mean, if you run through a bunch of bees, they won't sting you straight away, but they will chase you. Okay? And that's exactly what they did. So he's running through the bees of the swarm of bees. He runs through it, and, and we are running as well back to the back to the blacks. And he thankfully didn't run towards where we were because he obviously thought, "Oh my gosh, a bunch of bees! A bunch of bees are chasing me!" So he kept on running around to try and get rid of these bees that were swarming at him. And he was just yelling out a funny scream. It was quite funny. I mean, we weren't concerned about him. We weren't going, oh my gosh, oh no, oh run. We were just like laughing. It was funny. He was running off screaming. I mean, like he picked, he pushed a beehive over. You ran through the bees. What are you doing? But eventually he must have circled around. He came back and yeah, the bees were gone. We were up with the bikes. And man, he had these, he was bitten all over his body. It was quite funny. But yeah, back to uh, the movie I was talking about. What was it? Um, it. So yeah, bunch of kids, bunch of group, they're doing these crazy things together. And there's obviously a bit of a storyline to it. The, these group of kids are much more outgoing than I was because I'm pretty sure when I was young with my, with my mates and my little club, we weren't swearing constantly and just talking about inappropriate things like these kids are. I mean, if I did that and one of my friends mum overheard us I'll be in so much trouble what were you talking about uh, you know if you don't know what it's about I'll tell you what it's about right now so it is about it's about a clown it's about a clown that hides in a sewer right hides in a sewer and he just waits for people to come past the sewer I guess and then grabs them and you know eats them that's basically what it is so you know the movie starts off with a Bill, he's the main character, and he's got a little brother named Georgie, and he's making his little brother uh, in a paper boat, and he makes it really well. He goes to the extent of actually putting on wax on the bottom, painting wax on. I mean, when I used to make paper boats, paper boats, I would just you know make it and then just put it in the water and watch it float, float, float until it just you know gets too heavy because of the water's sinking through and just you know sinks. Ah, I'll get another one. What Bill decided to do was make George, a really good paper boat, so it wouldn't get wet and wrecked, and it would just, you know, keep on going. Keep on going down down the drain where he put it. So then he goes out and puts it in the drain, because it's all raining and it's, like, flooded. Well, it's not flooded. I mean, it kind of is. It's flooded enough from the water to go from one side of the road to the other side of the road, because he's running down one side of the road, watching his little boat go down, and then he knocks himself out. Actually, it's quite funny how he knocked himself out, because I did exactly the same thing when I was in primary school, right? I remember when I was in grade, like, I think I was grade two, we were doing this obstacle course. The, the um, teachers put an obstacle course for us to run around, like jumping over like a, like a, like a little box, going over a beam, and one of them was ducking under this uh, beam that you could swing off part of the playground. And I remember doing the course, running around, yeah, yeah, get to the beam, duck my head, because, you know, you got to duck, but that's it. That's all I remember. I don't remember finishing the course. I just remember laying on the ground, waking up, and my teachers and a couple of friends are over top of me. You know, like, ooh, what's going on? You're right, you're right, because I knocked myself out. Bam! So I can relate, but you know, he got up pretty, he got up pretty quick. He was running. He went underneath this construction um, barrier and knocked himself out, and then he got up pretty quick. I mean, if it was me, bam, knocked myself out. 
my, the boat would have just kept on going. I wouldn't know where it was because I would have woke up like ten, two minutes later and like, what? Because my head's so fragile. But he knocks himself out and then his boat's still going down the drain because he's following it down the drain. And he gets up and he can still see it and then it starts to cross over the road. Cause I don't know how it does that because the water's going along. But yeah, he comes across, it goes down the drain and then he's all like, oh no, I oh, know. And then that's when the clown comes he's like right there in the drain now obviously i've mentioned this before i think i mentioned it during the of the podcast of the weeping woman that like if things were to happen like this i don't know i'm pretty sure if georgie was going along he saw his boat go down the drain then he saw a clown in the drain talking to him i mean you wouldn't you know you you wouldn't like interact with them would you you would probably go tell someone Oh my gosh, there's a clown in the drain. He's stuck. Because he did actually ask how he got down there, and apparently he got washed away down there from the circus. But, you know, whatever. But he dies. So a year later, that's where the movie starts, and Bill has lost his brother, Georgie, down the drain. He knows it was in the drain because another lady uh, saw Georgie look down the drain and something, and then and she turns around and whatever she does, she, she pats her cat. I don't know. And then she looks back and Georgie's gone, but there's like a bit of blood coming out or washing away. So, you know, he must have gone down. But this movie is like, when it came out, it was a real big thing. And I have heard of other kids watching this movie. Like, you know, I have not yet let my children watch this movie. And my, my oldest is like, Almost 11. No, he is 11. My oldest is 11. And I haven't let him watch this movie. And I don't think I'm gonna. Because, like, even though some of the scary scenes aren't that scary in a way, the themes to this movie are scary. And it's... I don't know how to explain how they are, how it's funny. But it is... It is funny. And it's funny just because... It's funny because, well, I can't explain how it's funny, but it's funny just how Stephen King has wrote the, these characters and, like... How every every little every parent of these kids is different, right? So you have one parent who is the mum of this boy Eddie. And she's like a really crazy lady. You just look at her and go, man, what's her problem? She's just this big, big lady that sits on a chair and she just has this kind of control over her son. And she just feeds him like pills because he's sick and he tells him that anything can kill you, germs can kill you. You know, you got to wash your hands and whatnot. I mean, she has a point in, in this day of age right now. You know, wash your hands, stay safe, put a mask on, whatnot. Back then, just overly protecting. And what makes this movie funny too is that they're out of the four kids. There's, there's Bill, Eddie, Stanley, and Richie. And Richie's the one that's the, well, the crazy funny one. And there's a moment where, like, uh, Eddie is trying to say goodbye to his mum because they're going to go off for a bike ride. And then she's like, you know, are you forgetting something? Hello? And she's and he's all like, oh, because I've I got to go kiss my mum. And walks over there, gives her a kiss. And it's all really weird. And she's like, thank you and bye-bye. And then Rich is like, do you want one from me, Mrs. K? Anyway. But that, it's those kind of funny little things. And then you have the parents of Bill who, well, you don't actually see them. See, and this is why I don't actually know because I haven't read the book of it so maybe you get more explanation of the parents of bill in the book but you only see the dad and basically what you get from bill's parents is that they are still mourning the fact that they lost their their little child 
Georgie a year ago. And they are trying to move on. And they can definitely tell and see that Bill has not moved on. He has not moved on. And because he hasn't moved on, it's making it hard for them to move on. And that's all you, that's all you know from, from that. And then you have a Stanley, which is another funny relationship he has with his parents. Because his, his parents, well, he's Jewish. And his dad is, is that right? His dad's a rabbi. A rabbi, is that right? Jewish rabbis? I think that's right. Anyway, his dad's a rabbi. And he's like the, the main rabbi of the church. And they're doing this thing where he has to like, you know, he has to transition from being the kid to the, to the adult. I don't know the whole thing how it works but like I think it's when he's 12 he reads from this passage from the Bible or something or this book and I don't know I guess he becomes a man but he's like they're trying to read this book and he's not really doing really well reading it and the dad's like you know angry because you haven't studied son you're not studying you're not learning and how's it going to look if the son of the you know the head rabbi cannot even do this properly and i'm just thinking man chill out dude i mean his he can't do it what's it going to look like what's it going to look like what's it going to look like this kid you know needs to practice more it's not going to be bad on your reputation mate you're still a good rabbi don't give your kids such a hard time but yeah it's funny because of that he gets angry at him and tells him to go to his office but that just makes that kid even more scared he's like scared and he's a wimp and a scared to the whole movie because obviously he's scared of his dad and then you have richie Who's obviously the funny one, but he's obviously funny because he has so much emotion that you don't even know what's going on, and which is why I probably should read the book, but I'm not going to read the book. So if you've read the book, you might be like, oh, well, Brad, it's this and this and this, and you know, I don't know. I'm just seeing from the movie. But you can't tell. You don't see his parents. You don't see what's going on because his character is so scared, but he just portrays himself to just, you know, talk about inappropriate things and swears all the time because that's how he's going to take on life and deal with all these situations because and it turns out that his actually greatest fear is clowns because during the whole start of the movie every kid starts seeing pennywise starts seeing the clown in their own little way and he mentions that he hasn't seen anything but obviously he has seen something he just won't say it but then his four friends become seven friends and they're a group of seven in the group because they they meet beverly and they meet ben and they meet this fellow named Mike. And they meet Ben because Ben is being like, fully tortured. And this is why, you know, you can't let kids watch this movie, which you wouldn't anyway, because, you know, it's an MA movie. But, like, this kid is getting bullied by his other group of teenage kids to go to high school. And one of them is like a real crazy man. What's his name? Uh, Henry. Henry Bowser. It's like a real crazy fella. And he's bullying Ben by, like, Lifting his shirt up, and Ben's a bit of a big kid too, but he's lifting his shirt up and carving his name with a knife on his belly. And, you know, carving H. I mean, that's crazy insane there. I mean, what the heck? I never saw that kind of stuff when I was a kid. I mean, like, if if a kid's bullying you by carving their name in, in, in you with a knife, I mean, whoa. I mean, that might have happened to other kids. I don't know, but it didn't happen to me, and did it? I didn't see any of that. And this is crazy. It's crazy, but crazy baloney. But then you obviously, you obviously see his parents where well, you just see his dad and you realize why he's so weird and so screwed up in the head because his dad's like a police officer that just wants to humiliate his son to make his son like a man and just make himself, you know, I'm such a, a man, I'm your dad and I've got a gun and I'm a police officer and you're just a no good scared little wimp. And that's kind of funny to me because like, you know, it's, it's, that's, cliche i mean like his he's being a bully to his kid so then his kid becomes a bully but a crazy bully as well and wow and wow does that dad get his comeuppance in the end <laughs> spoiler alert 
uh, he dies uh, by his son Henry, who, um, well, somehow gets himself one of those switch uh, switchblades. Someone someone delivers a switchblade to him in the mail. Obviously, it's Pennywise, but yeah, he gets it, and then uh, he just goes and his dad's in. His dad's like sitting on the couch. He's like asleep, and it's, it's daylight, so he's obviously having like a nap. And he goes up to him. And you can just see he's got all this like stuff going through his head. He's like he's not quite himself. He's going a bit crazy. And he puts the switchblade up to the, his dad's neck, and then the, the TV's on, and the TV's like talking to him. And the TV's telling him to, you know, do it. You know, you know, do it, do it. And then he just, you just hear the um, the button. You just hear the blade do its little thing. And well, yeah, he don't live. He 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 goes, oh, man. But I shouldn't tell you about how, how all these people die. But it's funny. I mean, it's funny. It's funny. It's funny, actually. It's funny <laughs> how Henry, <laughs> he gets he gets what's coming to him as well in the end. He gets it. And it's pretty funny how he goes bye-bye. Because he actually does go bye-bye. He actually falls down this well. Well. He, actually, he falls down this well. Well, well, well. He falls down. Hits his head as it's going down. And just falls straight down. It's so funny. It's funny because like I, I did a podcast about... Uh, the ring where a girl falls down the, the well and you know and lands and survives the seven days he falls down as well and he falls down the well properly I mean you can't fall down a well and survive you gotta fall down and do exactly what this kid did whack 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 on the sides hit your head and just go right down and you're gonna crack a spine or two well you've only got one spine but you're gonna crack something and you're gonna die so the girl in the ring, she survived going down that, that well because she was already crazy and possessed or something. You know, she fell down and she lived. Seven days. Seven days. And they meet Beverly as well. And Beverly is like the girl in the group. Because you got to have a girl to show off to the boys. Because there's one part where they all go to this quarry, right? Which is a thing, I guess, in Stephen King movies. Because... All the kids always go to quarries in Stephen King movies. I don't know what's going on. Obviously, Stephen King had a quarry back when he was young that he must have liked going to because, well, I don't know a lot of Stephen King movies, but I do know that they have quarries in them, okay? A quarry. I can't even say that very well. Quarry. Quarry. If I say it too much, too long, it's just going to sound weird. Quarry. But anyway, there's a, they're all on the edge, you know, to jump in. And they're all like, oh, who's going to jump in first? What's going to happen? So what, what does the girl do? You know, she's like, move it the way. I want to jump in first. And she just runs and just jumps. Woo! Splash. And all the other boys are just like, oh, my gosh. And we got to do that now. Because if she's done it, and we got to do it because she's a girl and I'm a boy. And I'm going to be able to jump in there and, and not be scared. But I'm scared. And she's already gone. And then she survived. How does she survive that fall? Oh, my gosh. Anyway. Now, it chapter one is obviously, you know, I think It Chapter 1 is a movie in its own. You don't have to watch the second one. The second one is out there, It Chapter 2, which came out in 2019. Like a two years difference, I don't know why. Well, well, it makes sense because it actually follows 27 years later. So you have It Chapter 1, and then 27 years later, in the, in the universe of It, uh, you have It Chapter 2. And It Chapter 2 is it's still pretty good, it's still pretty funny, and, you know, scary. I mean, it's not as good as the first one in, in the sense of Pennywise and all the Pennywise scares. But chapter two is just like the end. It's like how it just finishes up because they all fight the clown together in the first one and then they got to come back 
because the clown uh, goes on like hibernation for 27 years and then comes back and they've got to go back to the the town of Derby, whatever the town's called, and, you know, make sure he's dead for good so he can't take anyone else. And is there... Oh, what other funny parts I must tell you about? There's actually two funny parts I can tell you about that I think are funny. So behind the scenes kind of thing, like the kids are doing all their shots, whatever they've got to do, and they don't actually meet... Pennywise. The actor that plays Pennywise is Bill Sarsgaard. And he plays an awesome Pennywise. He can he can do a little eye thing just by putting his eye off to the right, making it kind of detach from his like eye kind of thing. And it's like it, it, his eye looks like it drops a little bit and then it goes up to the left kind of thing. And he just does it. But the kids don't actually meet Pennywise throughout this whole first part when they're doing their filming. The reason why the director didn't want the boys to meet Pennywise or say hello to Bill Sarsgaard or you know any of that because they wanted the first time that they see Pennywise to be like real kind of horror like real scary it's kind of like the movie The Dark Knight where Alfred played by Michael Caine sees Heath Ledger's The Joker for the first time right because no one has seen it and then they're doing this the scene where the Joker comes in and Alfred Michael Caine sees the character of the Joker for the first time and he's, his face is just like, whoa, like in shock, like this, that's scary. And who, that's, that's Heath Ledger, right? That does not even look like Heath Ledger. That doesn't sound like Heath Ledger. That is, that is like scary. And in fact, and it's kind of, it's known that Alfred had like something to say, but he, he didn't. And the scene just played on. I don't know how true that true that is because there's a lot of things in that movie that, that are misleading, like the fact that you know when the Joker blows up the building and then he turns and then he's walking away but it doesn't blow up very well and he starts to like shake the control and then it blows up and it's supposed to be uh, error in the blowing up like it stopped. It wasn't supposed to stop but it stopped. But then you know Heath Ledger stayed in character. But that's turns out that's false. So I don't know how I don't know if that one about. Michael Caine seen the the Joker for the first time. Whether that's false, but it you know you look at his face, it looks like it's true. So same with this one, they kept Pennywise and Bill Sarsgaard separate. The first kid that actually meets Pennywise for real is the actor that plays Eddie. And the first time that the the character Eddie sees Pennywise, okay, so he's laying down. He's got like a broken arm. He's fallen back. He's broken. He's fallen through a hole in the wall, and he's broken an arm, and then. Pennywise kind of comes out of this clock, this cupboard. I think it's a cupboard, but he comes out all awkwardly, like his his upside down, and his legs come out. It's pretty crazy, horrifying. And then he just does this, Wah! and he goes down and grabs onto Eddie, and Eddie's like full on crying. He's got tears coming down. He's like scared. He's like really looking like he is absolutely scared so much that the the Bill Sasker, when he was doing this, he was kind of feeling bad. Then when they cut, he was like. He, he totally, totally changed his character. He's like, oh my gosh, are you, are you alright? Are you okay? Like, I didn't mean to risk it, but the kid started laughing. And he just loved it. He just loves what Pennywise looks like. And he loves what Bill Sarsgaard is doing. And he, just, he, thinks, or he thinks it's absolutely funny. So, so that part's funny because of that reason. And there's another, another part where, they're, where all the kids are down in the sewers. And they're trying to, um, you know, track down Pennywise and kill him. But there's this moment when the character Stan Lee gets, like, lost. And they catch up to him. He's just being, like, attacked. And he's all emotional. And they're all, like, they're all, like bond together. And they're, like, you know, hugging each other. Because, like, I'm so sorry that we left you. And we didn't leave you. And we're here to look after you. And they're all very sad. 
And they're actually for real sad because that was filmed on the last day of filming. So they kept that little moment for the last day of filming to make it real and to make the kids actually really upset because before they did the shoot, the directors say, they're going, okay, this is the last one, the last shot, we're going to wrap up this and then that's it. We're going to part ways. Your kids won't see each other because, you know, it's the, it's the end of the show. End of our three months together and that's it. You guys can go home and, you know, whatever. And they were all like, oh, we were having such a great time. So they were emotionally sad anyway. And there's another part of the movie that I quite like. It's funny and I like it. It's when Bill's character has like a bit of a stutter, like a slur. Like he, he, he finds it hard. He's got to just like focus on what what is saying and he has to you know, you just, you know, kind of like that. And he does that throughout the whole movie. But there's one part where he knows that Pennywise or the It character, the clown, is in that house and there's a possibility that he could find where Georgie is. Like, you know, Georgie's probably going to be dead when he finds him, but he just wants to know what happened to Georgie and he wants to find this this It character that killed his brother and he mentions to his friends that he's going to go into this, ha- this house because the house is, like, really scary and dilapidated and, like, you wouldn't want to go in the house as scary as. And he's like, no. And he does this huge speech about how he's going to go in there and he is going to find Georgie and he doesn't care if no one goes with him, he's going to go by himself. And then he goes in. And then the, the kids are all like, wow. And Richie is like, wow. Because during the whole time that he was like confident that he's going to go in there, he's going to find Georgie and find the clown, he didn't stutter or slur once. And that's a pretty cool part. It's funny, but cool. It's funny in the fact that, well, <laughs> I don't know. Why is it funny? I can't explain how things are funny. I really tr- I'm trying to, but I, I don't know. I don't know. Why? Why is it funny when someone gets shot in the head in the movie? Well, they shouldn't have been there in the first place. You know, there's a lot of reasons why people get killed in movies and horror movies and they easily couldn't have avoided it. They just didn't need to. You didn't need to go down that hallway to find out what that noise was. You could have just gone the other way and gone out the door and you'll be happy, you'll be safe. You know, go tell the authorities or something. Don't go investigate yourself. You know, if you're a police officer and you, you know where the bad guy is, and you're going to go in there and find this bag. I mean, wait for backup. Don't go in there by yourself. What's going on? But yeah, that's, that's it. I don't know how much I told, told you about it. But yeah, it's funny. It's a good movie. It, chapter one and chapter two are pretty good. You watch them together. But I just want to tell you about the first one. And if you like the movie, read the book. And then, then tell me what you think about the book. Because I haven't read the book. I'm not going to read the book. I probably even, couldn't even get my wife to read the book. Because, yeah, do you want to give yourself nightmares? <sighs> I don't. Anyway, that's it for me. Thank you, I guess, for listening. And I'll be back again. Yeah. Beast Movie Reviews will continue in another episode. By subscribing to the email list, go to <laughs>